0: what's up baseball family welcome to our Thursday night live we are super excited to be here and uh, chiefly because we forgot it was Thursday <laughs> Brad, Brad thinking it was I Wednesday like, all day we're like what
1: <laughs> despite despite Thursday meetings I was thinking it was Wednesday all day long. Me too. Me too. Uh, welcome to those of you joining us on Instagram, and if
0: those of you who are with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch would like to switch over to Instagram, you can. We're at Baseball Together. I am your one of your hosts. Anyway, I'm Brig, and I got the Brad Master here, Mr. Blackjack Brad. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Brig. Good, very good. Okay, we got a lot to get into. Obviously, because we're doing playoff baseball right now. And it's legitimately amazing and uh, heartbreaking and fabulous and terrible. (laughs) And all of the things are happening all at the same time. Um, Brad, the first thing I want to talk about is I have watched more baseball per hour. Like if you broke it up per hour this postseason than probably any other playoff run in the rest of my life. Ever. I'm watching up to... You know, when it was the wild card games, I was watching like 10, 12 hours of baseball a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Staying up past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the, the 20th of October, I am a sleepy pants now for real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Because that, that's one of the nice things about being on the West Coast is that like the games are, like tonight's game started at like 430. So yeah. it's still it still feels pretty much like a day game. So I like that a lot. Um, That is definitely an advantage to living on this side of the country. I will say that. Absolutely.
0: All right, let's get into some current events, and then we'll talk playoff baseball. Uh, First, I will let you know that it is currently the top of the sixth. Um, Fromber Valdez is about to throw his 84th pitch in Houston versus the Yankees. Score is currently New York 2, Houston 3. There is one out. Rizzo is at the plate. That's your current events for the day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there have been a lot of conversation about, specifically about the broadcast uh, networks, the broadcasts themselves um, with this postseason format and how that's going. And everybody knows that it's been Fox and TBS all the way, right? Depending on the... uh, the, which series you're watching, which league yeah one of the things that uh, Brad and I feel really strongly about, and we wanted to kind of we wanted to bring this up, but we're we had to talk about how so if you feel like we're a little late to this party, we're sorry, but we were we wanted to be very deliberate about it, but one of the things that we thought needed to be discussed is where is the line between somebody paid for that advertising spot and we're not going to show it anyway because it's not family friendly content like right like where where is is cuz it's a, it's it seems to me like it's a purely i Id, uh, like idealistic view or it's pure capitalism or it's something it just feels like certain ads that we have seen throughout this series during the playoffs during primetime television where family friendly content, where you would think, you know, your kid, like my, my kids are sitting, my kid is sitting there watching it with me,
1: mm-hmm. and these yep.
0: advertisements come on and they're terrifying and they're bringing up conversation that put me in a spot and that make me uncomfortable or, and definitely make my child uncomfortable. Well, it's definitely it's not after.
1: a conversation you need to be having with that age of a kid, especially like right before bedtime.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> well, and I don't think they're conversations we shouldn't have. I just think that you know maybe this is not the appropriate time to bring up certain topics you know
1: yeah yeah i agree absolutely and i brought this up before where yeah with i think there was like a a commercial for a horror movie right and like as a kid i remember just being like ah okay i won't watch but like now as a parent i'm like i don't want to have to like send my kid out of the room (laughs) or i don't want to be the dad who's like cover your eyes it's scary you know I don't feel like you should have to do that with programming that's supposed to be family-friendly. I don't care if it's an alcohol commercial. I have no problem with that. Like We don't drink in our house, whatever. That's our choice. My son knows that. But there are other things where the tone of it is not appropriate for an eight-year-old, a six-year-old.
0: Right, in my case, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not just the tone, but the actual scripting of some of these uh, advertisements, some of these commercials have been just... I I think wildly inappropriate is how I'm going to label it. Yeah, I would agree and, with you. And I am I'm upset. I don't know what to do about it or who to talk to. I don't really feel like I necessarily have a voice for change in this moment, but I feel like I I want to know if you're watching live and you feel the same way, you know, jump in and let us know if you're you know, if you're listening later or watching on YouTube or whatever, let us know in the comments if any of these commercials have Have bothered you, and if if there's something that maybe can be done, because I can't figure it out, but I'm really
1: upset. Um, Yeah, it it bugs me. It's not a conversation I want to have, and even like while I'm watching a baseball game with my kid, not at all.
0: Right. Anyway. Let us know what you think. The Duke family is all present and accounted for today, Brad. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. Welcome yeah. to the Duke family. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor and Amanda. We're very excited that you're here. You get a little shout out there. Thank you for joining us from Facebook. Um, all right. A couple of current events. Uh, Ted, Ted has a name that we can't pronounce. We think it's Leonsis or Leonsis or something like that, but he's a Washington, Maryland, Washington, D.C. area Mogul apparently, rich person, and yeah, yeah, he's Daddy Warbucks out there, and <laughs> right he here. has emerged, I guess, as the front runner for the for the uh to become the owner of the Washington Walgreens, the Nationals team, the, Nat- the Walgreens
1: Nationals, as we the call
0: Walgreens them. Natinals. When they're bad, we like to tease and call them that. When they're good, with it, they can be the Washington Nationals, but <laughs> you're right, um, you're
1: right.
0: so Ted, Teddy, let's call him Teddy, Teddy already owns the NBA's Washington Wizards. He owns the WNBA Washington Mystics. He owns the National Hockey League Washington Capitals and would then become the second person in the country, and I think in the history of the Big Four, to own uh, teams in all four of the Big Four.
1: So, Well, he'd it'd be, it'd be three of the Big Four because the Washington – uh, the Washington Football Team, now known as the Commanders, they have oh, a yeah, different yeah. owner currently, but but right. that could change soon as well. It totally could, given the current environment. So, right, uh, he could be the first to own all four. But given the value of uh, of NFL teams, I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. a lot of money to be throwing around. In addition to the other teams that he owns,
0: right. I think I read that the Nationals, when they were last purchased by the family that owns them now, uh, it was two forty three or two forty eight million. Obviously, oh, that's that way was, more than that. Yeah. It's yeah. way more now. Way it's closer to yeah. a something with a B. I was gonna say it's probably point. ten times that now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. He would be the second person to own multiple franchises. Um, Stan Kroenke, cranky, Kroenke, Kroenke? Cronky. Kroenke? Stan Kroenke, Stan Kroenke owns the. The Rams, the Nuggets, and the Avalanche in the in the Big Four. So, um, this would put old Teddy in a in a league of his own. You yeah. see what
1: I did there? Very excited. I see what you did there. Very good. Thanks, Very well man. done.
0: Um, so speaking of all major sports in North America, Brad, we have a thing going on today that most people I don't think know about. I will admit that I didn't really know about this until it started getting a ton of play today. But it's the Sports Equinox
1: today. They call it the sports equinox. Have you are you aware of this, Brad? Um, I've heard of it. I've I also understand that it is somewhat of a unicorn. Uh, doesn't happen often. If I mean, obviously, ever it happens, it's happening today. But every yeah. literally the stars have to align for something like this to happen. Because yeah. do you mind if I just take over with this break today? Jump, we have jump. we have Thursday night football in the NFL. We have the second day of the NBA season. I'll get into a minute why this doesn't happen. NHL mlb and mls games all on the same day that is five north american league sports leagues all going on the same day um it's the 27th ever time that this has happened right Brig? ever yeah so first one was in 1971 i think okay so the reason this doesn't ever happen it hasn't i don't think it's happened for a few years the nba pushed the start of the or uh Brought back the start of their season. Used to they'd start around Halloween. Now they're mm. starting in the middle of the month, so guys get more days off. Mm. And that's that I feel like that's the biggest reason why this has not happened in so long because that's what's been within the last couple of years, is all. Um MLB also obviously you got a lineup championship series or whatever for that to happen. And it has to happen on a Monday, Thursday, or Sunday for right. the NFL to, exactly. <laughs> to have a game. But then you've also got to line up with once or twice a week with the MLS. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm surprised that it's happened 27 times, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I am too. I think it was in 2018 that all four major sports were represented in Los Angeles. And they called it a super sports equinox. (laughs) And that's only happened one time where it was all in the same city. And that is also amazing. So today, the 27th ever, we got the NFL is doing Saints at Cardinals. Major League Soccer has Philly at Cincy and the LAFC versus the LAX or the LA Galaxy. That's the Eastern and Western semi-conference or conference semi-finals, by the way. The Bucks and the 76ers are playing. The Clippers and the Lakers are playing in the NBA. There are 12 hockey games in the NHL going on today. And obviously, Yankees are in Houston for game two of the ALCS. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool thing. I thought like, even though it seems gimmicky, maybe a little hokey, the fact that it's it never happens, I think, is noteworthy and fun. So I
1: thought we'd bring it up. It is, and especially since it, there used to be a thing where the only day of the year where there wasn't a sport major, major sporting event was the day before and after the MLB All-Star Game. Right. And now MLS has taken that real estate and been like, take that. Nobody's using it. And we're going to have games <laughs> there. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Compete with the Home Run Derby. We will do that. Absolutely. Easy. We will do that. So, so yeah, I think it's cool this, that uh, that's going on, but anyway.
0: Well, baseball family, we want to let you know that if you like what we're doing and you appreciate uh, all of this stuff, then you can support us in a number of ways. The first way is on the shop at nine plus us.com where you can get our sweet merch. I got my hats on my hat on today. Brad's got his Korean baseball inspired hat um, and I got a baseball together t-shirt. We, uh, we also have a Patreon available uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can jump in and support us on Patreon, and we're very excited about having that option available. There are multiple tiers. Jump in there and look them up, um, multiple benefits for each tier of support on Patreon. And then, uh, but ultimately, what we really want to do is just thank you guys for honestly supporting us in so many ways. We have seen such a dramatic spike recently on YouTube and on social, and it, and we have the, we have patrons coming in that are supporting us, and it is it is really wonderful.
1: Speaking of which, we got to acknowledge Bill Skibbsky because I don't think we've shouted him out yet for joining uh, as one of our rooters. So welcome, Bill, to joining welcome, Bill. the rooters. Thank you very and much. Thank for, you for your support. We appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it helps us get a lot of these things that we're doing continue to do them. But we have a lot of things that we want to get off the ground. And that helps us do that. One of the things I wanted to bring to your attention, you'll notice Brad and I are sporting koozies today. uh, And that is not just gimmicky. Like, obviously, we're all in on the Savannah Bananas. I think we've made that super clear for a long, long time. But we have a special interview coming up in the next few weeks. Please stay tuned for that. I won't tell you who it is. Um, but I think they can figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you're right. (laughs) All right. Should we get into the storylines of this week?
1: Let's do it. Last couple of days get on it.
0: Okay. uh, Part one, we'll go through this one pretty quickly because I don't think it bears tons of attention, but the, uh, the Yankees beat the guardians. I just said that because they're now defeated and I can feel better about it. I don't have any idea. Um, the Yankees beat Cleveland's baseball team in the 5th game of the ALDS and they are moving they obviously have moved on cuz we're in game 2 of the mm-hmm. ALCS now this
1: playoff situation is moving fast Brad it does feel like it's moving really fast especially that one with the Yankees because with the rain delay they didn't yeah. they they lost their day off so the ALCS just started so fast um i do have to say I, one thing i do want to say about the end of that series though is i loved the Yankees players rocking the baby After they won game five, that was just, that was fantastic. And it was so good. It's one of those things where it's like, if you're Naylor, are you like, that's what I get? Or like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no.
0: First of all, I don't think it's that. I I think it's a third option. Um, But it's definitely not. I shouldn't have done that. There's no, he has no chagrin. There's no guilt. None. What's the third option then? So the third option is, yeah, well, just you wait. (laughs) okay i promise
1: you i just look at him
0: that guy that guy has no chill
1: dude (laughs) right we saw his home run celebration or his walk-off celebration earlier this year and yeah he has he's got a lot of energy and he's not gonna he's not gonna hold any of it back i'm honestly i'm looking forward to next year when the when the guardians go to new york again because oh man that'll be a good one that'll be fun
0: well and don't forget all the crap with miles straw Right. There's that too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. It's building up to be this thing. Baseball family. If you're not aware of this, the, um, I think it was Steven Kwan. Stephen Kwan got hurt. Yeah. Steven Kwan got hurt and the Yankees fans were accusing him of milking it and getting pretty nasty about it. Like, let's just call it what it was. You know, Yankees fans, especially in the Bronx, they have a tendency to, to take it all the way and they did. And Miles Straw came back and decided to uh, jump in and defend his teammate, which was great They're in the outfield. Climbed up the fence and decided to verbally intervene with a little bit of a physical presence. <laughs> I'm saying this. This is really, this is really gentle. And then uh, the fans threw bottles and things at him to get him out of their face, I guess. A- anyway, it's become this thing. So he gets into a presser at the end of the game and the next day or whatever. And he says, worst fans ever, like the Yankees fans are the worst fans in the history of fans, and I hate playing in New York and all this stuff. So the Yankees fans, as soon as Miles Straw got out of the stadium, like the booze just started raining down, and then this stuff happens with Josh Naylor, and now that's why it's becoming this whole thing. So there you go. That's the background.
1: Yeah. So we have a comment from from Derpy Gaming about that series says, the Yankees beat a team with good pitching that couldn't hit. They are overrated and going to get swept by the Astros, a team with better pitching and hitting than Cleveland. They do have better hitting and pitching. That is absolutely absolutely correct. Um, You know what, though? Yeah, I'd say they have better pitching. Not by much, though. But, yeah, the Yankees are going to have a hard time. I don't think they'll get swept, but they're going to have a hard time in this series. They continue to. They're struggling right now. Yeah, and... And I think the big problem is like what we talked about before is that the Yankees pitching is going to have a hard time keeping them in the yard. Just when it matters that the Astros hitters, they get a couple guys on base like, okay, now it's time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And they only need one or two guys on base because they don't hit. They don't do production hitting. They're not a they're not a hit for contact team. They're not stringing together base hits and
1: stealing a bag like that's not how they play baseball at all this year. Right.
0: But they the Yankees, will. They will
1: periodically. Alex Bregman is the guy who's going to do that. Everybody else. Correct. Is gonna hit correct. Yep.
0: I well, and I think Jeremy Pena has shown that he has the ability to string together some base hits and be a production guy. But he also goes yard and Bregman left the ballpark today. So oh, he, he did. He went over the Crawford boxes in this game like it almost hit the train. Oh, it hit the hit that back wall. It hit that back wall with the archways.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was like towering. Like it was yeah. mean. <laughs> and, well, he he's capable of it. I mean, obviously, but the the big story to me though is that Jose Altuve continues to struggle. He is let's just go straight so into let's go straight in the LCS. Okay. Like going into this game, he was oh he's been, I think I saw 0 oh, for 16, 0 oh, for 18 with two walks yep. so far in the postseason. That is uncharacteristic, and if he does start hitting, Astros' opponents are going to be in big trouble because everybody else seems to be just fine. Just The fact that they've gotten this far this way without him doing anything, being a negative at the plate, that's a big deal. And so if he does start hitting, then it's game over for everybody else.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Straight up. Especially because their pitching has been so good. The Yankees have done a lot of home runs this year they've done a lot of production this year and they seem to have when they're on when the yankees are on i don't think anybody can beat them the problem is right they proved that what
1: was that run they went on was it in like like may to june or something like that
0: yeah but that was before the injury bug because once the injury bug hit him like we have pitching that has never been back like we haven't been haven't been back michael king hasn't been back since like june or even earlier and it's that that's a huge blow. There are more examples. Some of them have come back just now, but the point is that the the cohesion and the the lineup changes every day for crying out loud. You know what I mean? They change the lineup yeah. again. they have two complete rookies um, with 50 games or fewer under their belt playing starting tonight. Um, so it's it's fascinating. but I still believe, that when the Yankees are on nobody can beat them they can f- put up a fight but I don't think anybody can beat the Yankees when they're doing everything right the problem is they don't do everything right all the time
1: not yeah and not enough lately I, I feel like right. so did they make some righty lefty yeah. matchup changes like because obviously Verlander's right-handed Framber Valdez is left-handed they did, did they do some righty lefty switching with the with the lineup there
0: yeah they did the the one thing they didn't do was was leave Matt Carpenter in. I haven't seen him all game, um, at, mm. in the left hand side of the box. So I don't know what's up with that. I I think
1: that has to do with the lefty lefty matchup. They don't want it's, that.
0: It's got to, but but he needs reps. So maybe they'll maybe they'll sub him in. I bet he'll the, come in
1: and pin, I bet he'll pinch hit for one of those righties yeah. late in the game when the Astros bring in right handed or yeah, left handed, exactly. or sorry, a right handed reliever. Yeah, I think is what they're gonna do. Yeah.
0: But uh, we have a rookie in left field, and we have a rookie at shortstop right now. And the left fielder, Oswaldo Cabrera, has played 50-so games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other guy, um, slipping his name right now, Cabrera is – no, not Cabrera. Anyway, he the other guy, the shortstop, is at uh, – it's like 17 games this year. Hmm. And they're not all starts. So, anyway –
1: yeah, it makes a big difference. And see, like, I'm not a big fan of adjusting your lineup for the lefty righty matchups. I get it, I understand it, but I, yeah. I'm a big fan of getting guys reps. Yeah, right. Like early in the season, the Mariners started not started to to play Dylan Moore over Adam Frazier when there was a, a left handed pitcher, and I was like. Adam Frazier was an all-star last year. You don't sit all-stars against just because it's a righty-lefty matchup. And then, you know, look at the splits and things like that. It's like, okay, yeah. But at the same time, though, he's not going to get back to his all-star level if he's not playing. If he's not playing every day. That's why I feel about Matt Carpenter. He needs reps bad so he can work
0: into a groove. But, we, you know, the Yankees were struck out 17 times last night in game one. 17 times out of 27 outs. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, think about that for a minute. And Verlander recorded 11 of those 17 strikeouts by himself. Like, it's astonishing.
1: It is. Ver- that is, that's an insane Ugh. number.
0: So that puts Verlander in the top spot all-time MLB postseason strikeouts. It's official. Yep. He's been yeah, leapfrogging he with Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, yeah, for a couple of seasons now. But at this point, Verlander's got it and counting Two fifteen and counting, so I, I think that you know they're going to go deep. But even if they, even if they somehow lose this series to the Yankees, you know he'll still pitch at least one more time. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yep, that number will just keep continue tallying. Exactly. Yep. Um, let's go over to. I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about game one. Do you have any? Other thoughts about Game One, Brig. I mean, I didn't get to watch very much of it, um, but was there anything that the Astros did particularly well that you you thought other than Verlander's pitching? Was it no, just that was it that, show? That, Yeah,
0: that was it. It was the Verlander show, and the Yankees left a bunch of runners in scoring position when they needed them. They left them. They left them on base and in scoring position. That, so did the Astros, but it was it. Ultimately, it came down to runners in scoring position that were just left yeah. on base. Missed opportunities. Verlander was struggling at the beginning, um, certainly struggling the first inning. Struggled a little bit in the second inning, and the Yankees had plenty of opportunities to capitalize and take advantage, and they didn't. And that's really what it comes down
1: to. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a problem for the Yankees if they can't if they can't convert those runners on base, because like we said, the Astros they convert them with home runs, and they do it right. like once, maybe twice a game. That's typically enough with they're pitching but the yankees are gonna have to get multiple they're gonna score multiple innings
0: so this is what's happened tonight right we have the the astros are up three to two they have Mm -hmm. a three-run home run from bregman to score all those runs yeah the yankees are that they've got both of those runs on small ball it's all been base hit bloopers and line drives that's it And and, and a, Rizzo hit this punch out sacrifice up the first base line that was just a little bit like squibby, mm-hmm. and it was just it was just sneaky and went too slow. He walked right up there with it. Valdez comes up and grabs it and throws it to first. Made it just off. I mean, it was a decent throw for a first base for a uh, one to three play, but mm-hmm. it was garbage. And he still beat him. But that's how close. I mean, he literally had to wait for Rizzo to step over the ball so that he could reach down and grab it and throw him out. And, uh, but, but that moved the runners to, to score and then it it advanced the runner to third. And that's, I'm like, I'm all about it, but they're not, they're not hitting the long ball when they need to. And everybody thought they would. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't well, know what Well, they're in Houston, they so the so the cold isn't affecting them. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting, and that's that that Astros pitching is is just so stinking good. It's really, really, it's, it's better. I think good. it's better this year than it has been in a very long time. Yeah, and that's part of the problem for a lot of a lot of teams. Um, let's Agreed. go. Let's jump over to the NLCS because this series has yeah. been fantastic. We've only seen two games, and I'm loving it already, oh, bro. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's amazing. So the Phillies jumped out. They took took game one in decisive fashion. They shut down the Padres, and and then game two. This is the big story of the week. Is is it Fox? This these these games are on Fox, right? FS1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had just been salivating. The first time in history that a pitcher catcher brother matchup has ever. Been had in the playoffs. It's <laughs> just like, oh, we can't wait. We cannot okay. wait for this. It's all they, they were about, like, too. situated next to next to the parents and everything. It's it's one of those things, kind of like, um, kind of like the Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford story that comes up every yeah. year about yeah. this time. Did you know they went to high school together? <laughs> yeah Yeah, no? it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Obviously, like these guys share the same last name. I wonder if they're brothers. Oh, they sure are. But anyway. Aaron Nola dominated Austin Nola, as you would expect, because Aaron Nola is, he's an elite pitcher. I don't want to say elite, but he's a very good pitcher. He's very good. Ace type stuff. And then Austin Nola had to, <laughs> he had to switch to catcher to make the big leagues. It's pretty much went on and he's improved. He's got to be a lot better than he was in Seattle. He's, totally. he's the everyday catcher for the Padres. So he's, he's an everyday big leaguer, which is saying something. But totally. Aaron Nola is the better of the two, and uh, and he had his way. However, that being mm-hmm. said, Brig, despite yeah. despite the pod or the Phillies jumping out to a four nothing lead early in Game Two, Padres came back and won that one. Yep, and that I think is could be a trend the rest of this series because man, when the Phillies jumped out early, I was like, oh shoot, like that bullpen did its job game one, two zero. They yeah. did their job. They did their job against the Braves. Yeah. But they didn't do their job the rest of the way in game two. Yeah. And I'm I am curious think, if that's a trend, that's the trend we're going to see the rest of this series.
0: I think we're going to get our way though. Like, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I think we're going to get our, our hopes met this time with a, with a, a slug fest. I think it's going to be a slug fest. And I think it's going to go all the way to six or seven games. And we're going to have a, party every time and it's, so. it's super exciting to i mean if game two was any indication with the back and forth and the unlikely comeback it was the and everything was a factor the sky and the sunlight and the shadows and the the 90 degree weather so the balls got pop off the bat and it was just i was like this i was
1: feeling it so hard <laughs> So, were you as shocked as I was that Soto actually did actually lose that ball in the sun? I totally. I was. (laughs) I was like, so it it was so weird because like I see a lot of guys who like you can tell they've got it, and then when you can see when they don't, but then you can see that they stick with it, and then they get it right back at the very last second. That like, there's some guys you watch them do it, and they're like, okay, I think it's going to be right here, so they stick their glove up, and they're just kind of waiting for the ball to fall in the glove. I thought that's what Soto was doing, but then I looked like they showed on the replay. It's like he didn't shield, like, didn't look like there was a shadow on his eyes at all. No, with his glove from his glove. And so I'm like, man, he lost that thing when it got up to its highest point, and there was no getting it back. And it it was probably one of those ones where it's like perfectly eclipsed the sun, right? And (laughs) as it comes down, it's like there's no chance. Like, yeah, I was surprised, right? (laughs) I I was surprised that he lost it. Yeah, was And then too. I think I was even more surprised that the Phillies didn't score two runs on that play instead only one. Dude, that's what I was saying is the conservative base running was insane.
0: Yeah. Because that game should have been way different, I thought, based on the, the breaks they were catching, like situations like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple times they sh- they should have been a little I felt like they should have been a little more aggressive and sent some runners, but they were super conservative. They may have left I think in the end they may have only left one run on the board when it came down Probably. to it with their consumer, conservative base running. But I never you never know how that's going to change strategy and approach later. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just it was weird. It was crazy to see.
0: That's why you I know? think it would be a way different game because of all the yeah. different decisions that get made, the nuances change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. So let's can we get into the uh, scorecards really quick on on the NLCS because I feel like they're interesting. Yeah. So yep. here's the game one scorecard, um, and and the reason I think it's interesting is because the called strike accuracy was 100, percent and we do a lot of of calling out on this show when the umpires don't do a good job. But I thought it was really important that we that we give Brian Knight some credit here. He's got a 94% called ball accuracy and a 100% called strike accuracy. You can't argue much with a called strike accuracy of 100%, but it's even more important that we understand the league average is 88%.
1: So I want to point out, look at, so those balls that he quote unquote missed as a pitcher, catcher, batter, I would take, like, I would take that either way. Totally. It's one of those ones you're like, Ooh, that was close but you're not going to argue it because those and those are the only balls he missed. Yeah. I don't think he's going to have a problem with that. That isn't, that is excellent officiating.
0: It's excellent. Overall is, consistency is 95%. Right. Overall accuracy, since, 97,
1: especially since it, his calls only gave, basically gave the, the Padres 0.13 runs. Like first off, yeah it's in favor of the team that lost and second it's less than 0.15 that's pretty good yeah that's i totally agree good for him
0: yeah i thought it was really important that we bring that up now let me let me go ahead and shift over to game two because we have a very different storyline here um we called ball accuracy still Oh, lance barrett (laughs) <laughs> but it's Lance Barrett and Lance Barrett's called strike accuracy is 92, which I thought was admirable. You know, it's better than it has been. But look at some of these misses, though. This is like you can take onesie twosies and you can look at the data that way or you can take the, you know, the aggregate data and look at it as a whole or whatever.
1: But this, this some of these misses are pretty egregious, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like that number three, that one yeah. that's up and out of the zone, that's really high. Yeah. So Lance Barrett, I believe, was the umpire at the game I was at in August. And, man, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, you think you can see the zone standing out in center field because we went out in center field and watched, like, the last three innings of the game. Yeah. And you think you can see the zone out there? But it was to the point where it's like you could tell that it was a ball and he was calling it a strike. Right. And I just remember yelling out there, Come on, Lance! You know, yeah. people, like, Who's Lance? <laughs> Lance is the umpire. He's doing a terrible job.
0: Yeah, that's what's going on so this the yeah. number one that you can see which is which is the all the way outside the left side of the the strike zone the left-handed batter's box that was in the fourth the number two all the way in on the right-hand side the right-handed batter's box was in the top of the ninth and the bottom of the eighth is that number three clear up high so i really yeah. appreciate these guys We t- we get this information from umpire scorecard they do a great job um, there's a great follow on Twitter if you're ever interested in following them. But they're also available. I see them on the baseball subreddit every once in a
1: while as well. So go back to that real quick, Brig. I want to point yeah, something sure. out. Yeah, sure. So notice how it's the established zone is kind of a uh, like a diagonal strike or stripe, right? Right. Yeah. That means there were no pitches up and in on lefties and lower low and in on righties. That's right. Because there were no missed calls down there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's That's crazy. Insane. Huh. That's good.
0: That's really good.
1: Interesting stuff. Um, I love looking at those. Super. I do too.
0: I think they're really exciting. I think they're really exciting. Baseball family, we want to let you know that um one of our favorite products to to I don't know, talk talk about is Chinook seedery because they are really the best seeds ever. And um I got some right back here if you're looking. You know, hi on Instagram. If you're looking back here, I got some right there. They really are the best seeds ever. I still believe that Parm & Pep is my favorite. And if you want to try it and see if I'm right or see if I'm wrong, they have a great sampler pack that you can get your hands on. And for just a couple of bucks, with a 10% off discount code, you can grab some and, and you can t- test them yourself. My kid has favorite flavors, and she goes back and forth a little bit. But ultimately, Smokehouse Barbecue is the one that she likes. She's stuck so in the yummy face, just like Brad. And we're really glad. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. As I drink Fresca. So, you know. <laughs> but uh, baseball family, go to ChinookCedary.com. Use code BTPOD for 10% off and get yourself something awesome. It supports us. It supports them. It'll support you in your face. And we're excited about that.
1: And it'll be delicious.
0: It is magically delicious. All right. That's not copyrighted. So the, let's talk about the games that are upcoming We obviously are sitting here watching ALCS game two, but we have tomorrow. There's only one game tomorrow, the 21st. Game three of the NLCS, San Diego will be in Philadelphia. That game is on FS1, 7.30 Eastern start time. Then we move to Saturday. Saturday, October 22nd, we have two games. Game three, Houston moves to New York. They'll be in the Bronx. That's a 5 p.m. Eastern start time on TBS. Game four, San Diego and Philly, 7.45 start time. That's Eastern FS1. Now, Sunday, October 23rd, game five of the NLCS, San Diego at Philadelphia, if necessary.
1: That game After, is already I think that game It is, are, necessary. It is already yeah.
0: necessary, right? Yeah. yeah. So 2.30 p.m. on FS1, that game will happen. And then... Uh, Game four, set also on Sunday. Game four, Houston at New York, 7 p.m. on TBS. Now we're 7 p.m. Into the... Eastern
1: time break? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was like, for some reason I was thinking that was that was my time. I was like, well, oh, wait a minute, that's not right.
0: No, that no, can't no. be right. Yeah, these are all Eastern times. Which makes the Monday games all the more interesting. So before we go live on Monday, and we will be here Monday at 9:30 p.m. on the live all of these same platforms so please jump in and join us and share it with your friends um if we need to we're gonna have game five of houston at new york 4 p.m on tbs and potentially game six philly at san diego back in san diego uh, 8 p.m on fs1 and we'll update you on the rest of those games that uh as needed if, as- on monday night if we need more
1: if and or when necessary. I hope I hope both these series go to seven. I know you don't want yours to – well, I don't know. You might want yours to – I do. Shot, At this point, I, I really shot, do. Best shot <laughs> the Yankees <laughs> have of beating the Astros. But, but, no, I just – I want them to, to both go seven. And regardless of what happens, the World Series is going to start on the same day no matter what. So, yeah. let's just, just stretch it out, fellas. That's what just I think. Stretch it all out and get as much baseball in as – possible but hey baseball family if you like what we're doing here don't forget to like subscribe rate and review let us know what you think about what we're doing you can hop in the comments on the youtubes and let us know or you can submit something through the mailbag uh, on baseballtogether.com there's a link up in the navigation there's also a link in the description of every single episode Um, and if you want to you can jump on and you can leave us a voicemail we will listen to it and uh, if it's if it's good we'll throw it on the show too heck why not that will be fun yeah totally absolutely uh, i'm
0: waving at people on uh instagram hey hey welcome on instagram we haven't done instagram <laughs> before so we're really excited that you're here and if you're a bot welcome this is very exciting um i think some of you probably are not i <laughs> know amanda's not so hello amanda thank you for being here and marcy thanks for being here you guys are awesome appreciate you joining us um, we will be back, as I said, on Monday night, 930 Eastern. Same platforms will all be here, and we'll give you some more updates. Don't forget to jump on YouTube as well. That's the, Again, that's like the best place to catch all our stuff. Um, we've got shorts. We've got highlight clips. We've got a, all kinds of stuff. Brad Taylor, Taylor says he's going to call me relentlessly. <laughs> so I am to be careful what I wish for. Thanks. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate that. You know I just love it. So just do whatever you want. Um, and don't forget to jump on the shop as well at 9plusus.com. You can get yourself some sweet stuff. And we got a survey out right now. And I'll go ahead and put the link to the survey in the uh, – the what do you in call it? the chat. It? That's what it's called. In I'll get chit-chat. a link. I'll get a link to this survey in the chit chat box here. And we are asking everybody to jump in there. Let us know uh, what you think. You get 20% off the shop if you'll answer a handful of questions. And then we actually want to talk to you. So we'll jump on a video call or a phone call or whatever it needs to be. You have one last final question uh, that'll give you an even bigger discount on the shop. And we're pretty excited about that. That's baseball you family. You don't,
1: that's not required. Yay,
0: <laughs> yeah, You by force, by hook or by crook, we're going to get you on the phone.
1: No, I don't care. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, baseball family, thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday Night Live. And we will catch you next week. <laughs>